1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to MoneyWise in 2021. And the first thing I need to do today, of course, is to say good morning to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning to you and good morning, everyone. Thank you for being a faithful companion. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being faithful listeners. I have so many people that come into our office and they say, oh, we listen to the show every Sunday morning. And I just mentioned to you that I sometimes answer the phone if it's really busy in here. And I answered the phone yesterday and somebody said, well, hi, Tenny, how are you? And I thought, holy cow, people know who I am. Well, I'll tell you something even more funny and more strange than that. I've gone into a store sometimes, go up to talk to somebody behind a counter, never met the person in my life, and I'll start talking, and they'll say, oh, you're Ray Lance. (laughs) That gets to be really scary. Holy cow. I don't know. Well, at least it's not a John F. Kennedy voice or something of that nature, right? No, in a way, I guess it's kind of nice, because maybe we're famous. (laughs) No, I never regard myself as being famous. I just regard I myself so. as being mortal and enjoying life as best as I can. But we do thank you very much for listening and for being faithful listeners. It, it really means a lot. We have a lot of things that we like to talk about and like to teach. Today we're going to be talking about some important goals for 2021, 10 important goals very specifically. As we start out the new year, some ideas for how to get your life in order. So What I'd like to do today, Tenny, is to begin by asking a very simple question. Do you have a vision of what you want your life to be like? What would you like your life to be like one year from now? Well, first of all, I guess you don't want to be wearing a mask one year from now, right? Well, I'd rather not, yes, and I'd rather have had my vaccines and be able to hug my grandkids again, that's for sure. Those are the most important goals for me right now. Well... As we begin today, I'd like to have you think a little bit about what would you like your life to be like one year from now, three years from now, or even 10 or 25 years from now? I think if you want to be a real optimist in life, one of the things you want to do is think, what do I want to be doing 25 years from now? And I don't care how old you are. Think positively. Think that you're going to be here for a long time, right? Well, yes, I think you and I are very different um, in the sense that you always set goals. Yes, I Um, do. Usually every New Year's Day, you'll sit down and write a list. I almost never set goals. It's not that I want to, that I'm concerned or afraid that I might not achieve them, but I'm pretty happy with my life. Um, My only concern really is if I ever retired, what would I do with myself? But I'm sure I'd, I'd find some volunteer thing to do. Right. So here's the most important question we're going to ask today, aside from what would you like your life to be like one year from now, three years from now, in say 10 or 25 years from now. This is called the DOS, D-O-S question. Dangers, opportunities, strength. This is a concept that I learned from attending the Strategic Coach Program in Canada for seven years in a row. I haven't been there for a while, but I learned a lot of very valuable things. So here's the question. Here's the DOS question. If we were meeting in our office today, and then again one year from now, what has to have happened to make a difference in your life? I think it's a very powerful question. So I learned that from Strategic Coach. So I'm I'm going to repeat the question and hopefully repeat it at the end of the show as well. If we were meeting in our office today and then again one year from now, what has to have happened to make a difference in your life? And a follow-up question is, and what are you willing to do to help make that change or that difference in your life? So here's 10 things that we want to think about for 2021. First of all, we want to encourage everyone to have a future vision because I think it's always important to be thinking not just about today, but also what is your future going to be like? So people typically talk about, well, I'd like to change my finances or I'd like to change my health or maybe I've got some other self-improvement goals that I want to do. 
And I see a lot of people doing this. I try to do it myself. And under the category of finances, most people say, well, I want to make more money or I want to get out of debt. And sometimes when people say that they would like to get out of debt, I like to ask if they have a spending problem. Maybe they don't have a debt problem. Maybe they have a spending problem. And do they have a real plan? Right. And do you have a retirement plan? Because sooner or later, most of us are going to retire. In the category of health, people talk typically about losing weight, doing more exercise, being healthier, living healthier, eating better foods. And in the category of self-improvement goals, a lot of people talk about, well, I'm going to take music lessons. You know, when I was really young, I took piano lessons. I haven't done that for a long time. I'd like to go back and practice piano. Do you ever think about that, Tenny? <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> I play piano poorly, really poorly. And no matter how much I practice, it doesn't seem to get any better. <laughs> well, there's sort of one tempo. It's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's not that so much as boom, 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 and I hit the wrong note. <laughs> well, a lot of people want to go back and finish school or start school. So I think you're a good example of that, Tenny. When did you get your law degree? You went back to school, to law school, very late in life, didn't you? Or in middle middle of life, anyway. <laughs> I was going to say thanks. No, that was the middle of life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was working full-time. I enjoyed my job. I loved working for Girl Scouts, which I was doing at that point. And then one night at the very end of summer, in August, actually, um, I was talking with you and said, you know, someday I got to go back and get my law degree. And that was, I don't know, like maybe a Monday or a Tuesday night. And the next week I was in law school. Yeah, and that was in the fall. Yeah. But you had done something else to think about sort of leaning towards going to law school. You had taken the law boards. I had, and I had not done all that well on them. <laughs> well, you just sort of did it as a lark. You didn't study or anything else. No. So but, uh, the law boards, just for people who are, are wondering, is sort of like the SAT exam. It supposedly evaluates whether you have a particular uh, ability to be a lawyer. And I did not do all that well on those. <laughs> well, because you didn't study. You didn't. Right. You weren't seriously interested. In it. You did it as a lark. Right. But I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, as self-deprecating as Attorney Tenny Lance is, she graduated cum laude from college, which means with honors, and she did very well, and she is actually a very smart lady. Um, Thank you. We, we sometimes talk about who's smarter, but we won't go there ever, will we, Tenny? <laughs> because we know who's smarter. <laughs> yeah, of course you are. <laughs> Thank you, but no. <laughs> no, I always tell people you're the smartest man I know. Well, maybe I'm the only man you know. <laughs> no, there are many people who are... Smarter than us, but, you know, I don't think there are two people that I know who are harder working than we are. Um, I think it's important to keep working. I think it's important to have goals. But also, I, I think for us, we're not working. We're not putting widgets in holes or anything like that. We're doing things to help people, and it doesn't always seem like work. Yes, I suppose there's a truth to that. Well, let's start some specifics. Let's start and talk about some very specific goals for 2021 that do relate to self-improvement, finances, protecting your family, protecting yourself, making a better life, not only for you, but for your spouse and for those people who perhaps come behind you. Along the way, um, we're not going to ignore the uh, terrible events that are taking place in the country right now. Um Historically, in this country, we've always had a smooth transition of power from one president to another, from one Congress to another, and we don't have that right now, and it's really unfortunate. And we do need to think all the time about our country. We live in a wonderful country. If you think you don't live in a wonderful country and you've got a lot of problems living in this country, try living in another country sometime and see what life is like there. And maybe you'll have a better appreciation of what it's like to uh, support this country and live in this country. I was listening to the radio on the way in the other day, and 
there was somebody talking about the president of Uganda who's been there for 35 years. He's sort of installed himself. And it isn't, it isn't really fun to live in Uganda uh, or some of these other dictatorships in the world. Well, look at Russia. Look at China. Yep. Many, many countries, uh, people keep extending their terms and staying in power and changing their constitutions, by the way. Adlai Stevenson II once said, Patriotism is not a short and frenzied outburst of emotion but the tranquil and steady dedication of a lifetime. That's what patriotism is about. We're going to be talking about that subject a little bit later. Um, Our main focus today is to talk about specific goals. Some of these you've heard before, but I thought it was an interesting time to try to compile these and do it together. Every time we do a radio show, for those of you who may not be aware, um, I've created a very detailed three-page outline for today's show. And... I usually spend two to three hours a week uh, doing the preparation for the show. So here's goal number one. Very specific. Um, Goals need to be specific and measurable. You need to write them down, otherwise they're just a wish. So you said earlier, Tenny, you don't necessarily write down goals. Well, I do, because if you don't write it down, it's just an idle thought, and then you're going to forget it. Here's goal number one. Have a plan. Create a budget. If you don't have a budget, how do you know where you're going? You wouldn't just get in your car, for example, and start driving and say, I think I'm going to go to this city. You don't look at a map. You don't look at GPS. You just say, I'm going to just follow my nose and figure out how I'll get there. You're going to get lost somewhere along the line. So have a plan and create a budget. One simple example is Quicken, Q-U-I-C-K-E-N. You can go into your computer right now and put in Quicken, and it'll pop up online programs you can have. It'll track your spending, your budgets. Um, What are you putting in for deposits? What are you taking out? And you need to see where your money goes. And I guess if you don't know where your money is going, then you don't have a plan and you don't have a budget. I find that only 5 or 10% of the people that I see have done a budget. And if you don't know where your money is going, then... That's the first real challenge that you need to face because you're not going to get anywhere. Number two is really important. Have an estate plan. Absolutely. How how many times have I seen and have you seen, Tenny, a situation when somebody comes in and a family member has passed away, they've died, and they didn't leave a will or they did a will 30 or 40 years ago So I have a funny experience to tell. I I met somebody this past week that literally I did a will and estate planning documents 40 years ago. Holy cow. Obviously, we're not going to mention names. It was wonderful to see her again, and she came with her son who just retired. and She's probably listening today, so uh, good morning. (laughs) (laughs) And it was fun to catch up again. So if you did a, a will or trust or something a long time ago, maybe something has changed in your life that you need to think about and make a change. But you've seen a lot of people, Tenny, that have done nothing, correct? Well, just this past week, I had somebody in the office, and uh, this person's father had died, and his mother was still alive, and there's some dissension in the family. It's not the perfect family right at the moment. And the mother has no will. She has some assets that she is anxious to leave to the right people, but she sort of told her son what she wants to happen without making anything in writing or have, any, have anything witnessed. Uh, it's not likely that what she's asking is going to be able to happen because she has not written it down. She hasn't prepared a will. So uh, that's certainly in some advice I gave to this person. Well, I know you have a one-page chart that you've done. It's a comparison chart, and it shows the difference between what does a will do and what does a trust do, because I know there's a lot of confusion about that. Well, a will is not a perfect document in the sense that it requires that you file it with the probate court and go through the probate process. But it's certainly better than not having anything. Our, our preference, of course, is a living trust, and we recommend that to almost everyone who comes in. Um, and so 
the trust is a private document, and you can control where your assets go after you're gone, uh, and you can make some pretty elaborate and detailed plans within a trust. So sometimes people would say, I suppose, well, why do I need to do an estate plan because I don't have an estate? What is an estate Well, it's a good question because you're right. Most people don't think that they have an estate. They just happen to have, uh, let's see, some stocks that they inherited from their father, and maybe they even have an old life insurance policy, and they've got some money in the bank, and they own their house. They might even own a little uh, timeshare someplace else. That, everyone is an estate. It's com- an estate is comprised of everything that you own. Can be a retirement account. Can be an IRA or four hundred one k. It can be a savings account, a checking account. If you don't have somebody's name on every single thing that you own, then that asset will probably end up going through probate. And you like to tell people to avoid probate if you can, because why? It takes a long time. It does take a long time, and uh, it can be just as costly as uh, creating a trust, and it's just cumbersome. It it makes everything public and so forth. The will gets filed in the court and becomes a public record. So we, uh, you know, we we enjoy practicing and, and giving people advice about what to do, And our recommendation is that they consider a trust rather than just a will. So if anybody is interested in having a copy of this one little page, one page document that simply says, um, this is a will, this is a trust, this is the main differences, they can simply call you at what number and get a copy of that for free? Oh, we'd be happy to talk with you if you call 508-998-8800. We're located up on Fonts Corner Road, just about across from the, uh, the Vanity Fair outlet. And um, if you'd like an appointment to come in, there is generally no initial charge for an appointment. But Shannon can tell you more about that. Um, we are not allowing people to just come in now because of covid but we are certainly happy to make appointments or talk to you on the phone. And uh, by the way, I think that if I'm correct, I think I heard that Vanity Fair has closed. Has it? I don't and know. I haven't been over there. There's for no a longer while. a sign out there for it. Oh, my easy spirit shoes went away. Oh, I'm sad. <laughs> well, here's a quotation I want to give. I'm going to give some quotations that may seem like they're just out of sync uh, today, but they're not really. Um, and it's going to come to a conclusion near the end of the show as well. This is a quotation from a gentleman named Paul Craig Roberts. Clearly, what differentiates the U.S. from other countries is the U.S. Constitution. The Constitution defines us as a people. Without the Constitution, we would be a different country. Therefore, to lose the Constitution is to lose the country. That was kind of interesting. What true words. You know, even um, one of my favorite places, England, doesn't have a constitution. I didn't know that. It's it's common law. And um, we are unusual here, folks. We are very, very fortunate. Our founding fathers were very bright and very foreseeing uh, and put some wonderful policies and practices into play that we need now to protect. And occasionally it gets challenged, doesn't it? Well, number two goal for the year is this is the year, if you haven't done a will, if you haven't done a trust, if you haven't done your health care proxies and your durable powers of attorney, get it done. It's not just for you, it's done for your family. Give Attorney Tenny Lance a call or Attorney Mike Coleman a call, 508 998 8,800, and make an appointment to talk to them. They'll be happy to help you. Number three goal is have a savings plan, an investment plan, an emergency fund. You know, one of the strange things that's happening today with everybody being forced to stay at home as much as they are, they've discovered Amazon. They've discovered online shopping. They've discovered that you can buy things online from 
Target, from your grocery store. From Walmart. From your restaurant <laughs> and have things delivered right to your door. And so one of the that's a, that's a good thing, but one of the bad things is that it sure is easy and tempting to spend money. And it's possible to do it. It's possible to spend money. Well, it's it's been um, a good thing for me because, as you know, I'm not particularly happy with online stuff. And so I just, I generally don't do it. <laughs> and I've saved money. Yeah, sometimes it gets so interesting at dinner time that I actually pitch in and help fix supper. Uh, is I, that the case? I, I fixed uh, the salad the other night. You did. I told people here I think that was the first time in 50-something years that No, that. that's not true. <laughs> Come on. It's a little bit better than that. Yes, but while you're fixing supper, uh, which you're much better at than I am, I only know how to make like two things. Um, I'm busy catching up on the day's news and picking up new ideas that I can help people with, so... Tell me the two things you cook. Uh, spaghetti carbonara. Oh, that's true. We haven't had that in a while. What a good idea. Pancakes. Pancakes, <laughs> yes. that's You are good at that. Would you like some blueberry pancakes for supper tonight? I would, as a matter of fact. <laughs> All right, it's a deal. You, you make the sausages, and I'll make the blueberry pancakes. Okay. <laughs> oh, well. But you have to have a savings plan. This is a great time. You know, if you think about it, Everybody's been spending less this past year for transportation, for gasoline, for going to restaurants, unfortunately. Um, what are you doing with the extra money? What a wonderful opportunity to say, I'm going to stick more money into my bank account and accumulate some money. What happens if you accumulate, say, $1,000 in your savings account? Well, then maybe you want to put it someplace else. We're going to talk about taxes in a little bit, too. Maybe what you do is you put some money into an IRA account for retirement. And right now you no longer have an age restriction for doing that. So if you've got $1,000 and you've got some income coming in and you're going to have to pay taxes, one way you can reduce your taxable income is by putting money into an IRA account. Now, we're, we're coming to you on January 17th, 2021. And you say, well, it's too late. I didn't do that in 2020. Guess what? You can put money into an IRA account for 2020, even in a new year, even in this year. You can do it up until, um, I always forget, I have to look it up. It's either April 1st or April 15th, but you have to have not filed your income tax return yet. So let's say you're over the age of 50 and you want to put $7,000 into your IRA account, and you want to do it for 2020, and then you'd like to do it for 2021, you can actually write a check in 2021 right now, as long as you haven't filed your income tax return, and you can get a income tax deduction for 2020 for the uh, $7,000, and you can get an income tax deduction for 2021. There's always something you can do from a tax point of view. But have a savings plan. So the annual limit is $7,000? $6,500, but if you are 50 and older, you can put in an extra $1,000. I think that's important for people to know because I always forget it. Well, it's, it's not just that. It saves you on your income tax side because you're going to get an income. You're going to reduce your income tax by the amount that you put into the IRA account. Uh, nice your income tax. You're going to reduce your income by the amount that you put into your IRA account. And thereby your income tax. Yep. You cannot do that with a 401k. If you want to put extra money in a 401k account, you have to do that by December 31st. But you can have both a 401k and an IRA, right? Yes, you can. So uh, if you have a 401k at work or a 403b account for a nonprofit organization you work for, a hospital or something like that, you can also have a separate IRA account. And if you're not spending money and you've got extra cash laying around, put it into an IRA account and do something for your future. Emergency funds. Not everybody can do this. Not everybody is still back to work. And you ought to think about having an emergency fund. It's been written numerous times that most people in this country, like more than a majority, could not put their hands on $400 if they had to, if they had a problem. 
So think about tucking some money aside for an emergency fund and definitely think about an investment plan. And by all means, get in touch with us at USA Wealth Group. Call uh, Peter Lance, who's working from home today, and um, he can help you with investment planning. We can help you with investment planning. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. We'll show you how you can make better money than what you're making right now. I routinely see people with really significant sums of money in bank accounts and between inflation and the rate of return that you're getting, um, you're actually losing money, many cases right now with the money in the bank. Should you have some money in the bank? Sure. Yes, absolutely. But don't have a huge amount of money in the bank. Put it in something that's making more money for you and it's more productive. And is safe. Uh, absolutely. Um, I want to give you a quotation from a lady named... Um, or maybe it's not a lady, it's uh, Raphael Cruz, a man. Except for the Bible, the two greatest documents ever written are the U.S. Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Have you ever gone back, Tenny, to read the Declaration of Independence? I have, not not recently and not often. But it's, it is an important thing for every American to look at once in a while and realize how... Very, very fortunate we are to live in this country. You know, we haven't done that for a while on the radio, but sometimes at the 4th of July time, we've gone on record on the radio and taken turns and read the Declaration of Independence, and maybe we'll do that again this year. I think that's a good idea for something to do right now. This is a trying time for Americans. Yes, it is. We need to be reminded about how fortunate we are to live here. Yep. Do you know who was a great friend of George Washington uh, at the time of the Revolutionary War? Uh, the Marquis de Lafayette from France. And he said after the revolution was over and we had our own country, he wrote, humanity has won its battle. Liberty now has a country. We need to remember that's, those things. That's very interesting. But he did go home to France, I believe, and sure. did not remain here. Yep. Well, he was a French citizen. Right. And the French were helpful to uh, the American colonies in fighting against the British. But shortly after our revolution, the French Revolution occurred. Right. Maybe, maybe he was involved in that. I don't know. That was close to 1800, wasn't it? It was like 1790s. 1887 or something like that. No, I don't think it was that late. I think it was like 17... I'm sorry, 1787. 17... Sorry. It was late 1700s, right? Yeah. Yes. So, so far today, we've talked about uh, number one, and it's always number one on my list, is to have a budget. Number two is to have an estate plan. Number three is to have a, a savings plan, an investment plan, an emergency fund. If you don't make plans to do these things, you just, you're just never going to get ahead, or you're never going to survive if you or somebody in your family has an emergency. So we have, on occasion, helped out our own children when they were getting started, helping them with some deposit money to help them buy a house and things of that nature. Um, you may have a need to help a child at some point in time, and you need to be prepared to do that. Number four in my list is have a retirement plan. Have an income plan. Can you afford to retire? So if you haven't thought seriously about retirement, what do you think is the best age to start thinking about retirement, Tenny? Probably about 45. How about 25? Really? Sure. How about when you have your first job, you start putting aside some money for retirement? Two things are going to happen. One, you're going to accumulate a lot of money and you're going to be able to retire on time or early. And two, you're going to create a habit for yourself of savings and not spending. Uh, unfortunately, too many people right now, I think, have a spending habit and not a savings habit. But one thing we should never do is depend upon the government for our retirement because we can't. We shouldn't. Well, the Social Security system, as you've mentioned many times, was never conceived to be the only retirement income plan for people. No, Social Security came around 
1933, right after the period of the Great Depression, 1929, when the stock market crashed, and then the country was in a depression for a long time after that. We have a lot of that going on today. And Social Security came into effect, uh, thanks to Franklin Delano Roosevelt and the Congress at that time. And uh, we've had it ever since. It was never intended to be your only source of retirement income. For too many people, it is. So think about the fact that, yes, Social Security will be here. It's not going to go away. It's not going to collapse. Um, the country would collapse before Social Security would collapse. And I don't see that ever happening. I see that as too important a political concept that Congress would never get involved in eliminating Social Security. But you can't always rely upon that as being the only means of income for you. So what we like to do here is we sit down with folks at USA Wealth Group and Arbor Insurance, and we talk about what are your assets, what are your income, what is your income, what are your, what's your budget, what do you need to live on? What do you need to have to spend? And we help create a retirement plan. I have many, many people who come in specifically and say, can I afford to retire? When can I afford to retire? And we'll do the math, we'll do the calculations. But the idea is start as young as you can. And even if you're older in age, middle age, um, start putting aside even more money. It takes a much shorter time to collect or to accumulate money if you start early. And yeah, you, you've used some um, examples of the multiplier effect of money. I don't remember exactly what they are. I'm not sure you remember them without looking them up. But if you put aside $100 now, it would become what in 50 years? Well, money at the – if you earn 7% on your money, and this is rough numbers, money will double – in an account at 7% and just over 10 years. So if you put money in, say, $10,000, and it made 7%, and 10 years is now worth $20,000. If you made the same rate of return, it's going to double again to um, uh, $40,000. Then it's going to be $80,000. Then it's going to be 160000 Now, it's difficult to get a steady 7% income on your money, but we've had many people who are doing much better than that, even. So most importantly, have a plan. Have a retirement plan. We'll help you analyze what do you have for assets, what amount of money maybe could you continue to save, or what additional money could you save to accumulate more so that when you want to retire, you'll be able to. And one thing that I find very sad that we see sometimes is people who haven't made a plan but they have been frugal. And uh, here they are at 80-something years old with, without a plan, but without doing the things that they might have loved to do in this world uh, because they haven't wanted to spend anything. If you have a plan, you have an outline. It allows you to do the things that you want to do. And I think one of the things that has probably happened during this time of pandemic is a lot of people have had more time on their hands to sit down and think and if you haven't done that yet, it's not too late to sit down and think and make a plan. Hopefully some of this today will give you some ideas. But definitely create a retirement plan so you're not just caught off guard when you get to be that age. Guess what? We're going to get to be that age. <laughs> um, my next, next one on my list is insure yourself and protect your family. Would you protect your family by making sure they're in a place where they're going to be safe physically in an apartment or in a house or in a home? Of course you would. Would you make sure that they normally have heat? Would you want to be sure that you're protected against intrusion from physical danger? Of course you would. Well, you ought to be thinking the same thing about life insurance and having some insurance because that's a great way to protect your family. You can do all kinds of insurance. We can teach you about that. You can do permanent insurance, which builds cash value. And then later when you go to retire, you can borrow out the cash value. And it's not even income to you, but it'll give you a source of revenue to live on. 
It's going to cost you more money to put money into permanent insurance to do that, but it can be really like a retirement vehicle. And oh, by the way, if you die in the meantime, it's going to pay out the death benefits. So there's a lump sum that's going to pay out to your family. And And there are even some insurance policies now that have a conversion um, component to them that allows for payment of nursing homes, for example. Yep. Insurance is designed for your needs. Um, We don't usually recommend anymore having long-term care insurance because it's gotten to be more expensive and they've increased the rates. But today, for example, one of the ways you can protect yourself from a nursing home is if you take out a life insurance policy, which pays a death benefit, but it has what they call living benefits rider. So if you had to be in a nursing home, the family could take out the future death benefits and use it to pay the cost of the nursing home. Just one example. The other thing you could do, and we've talked about this before, is you could have term insurance. Term insurance is sometimes called pure insurance. There's no savings benefit to it. You buy it for a specific term, let's say 20 years, at the end of 20 years. You can probably continue it if you want to, but you wouldn't want to because the premiums would go up by a multiple of 5, 10, 15 times. It would be very expensive, but you could. If you had a health issue, at the end of the term policy of 20 years, let's say you had a serious health issue, maybe it's going to be worth your while to pay the additional premiums so that since you're expecting to die early, your family's still going to get the death benefit. But insurance is a tool, and it should be a tool in your toolbox to protect your family. If you have young children and they want to go to school someday, or If you're in a two-income family, husband and wife are both working, if either spouse should die, who's going to provide the additional income to support the household and to support the family? So it's not just the man, it's also the woman. You should look at insurance for both of them. And term insurance can be a way to do that that doesn't break the budget while you're uh, earning a living. And you do... um you, you are an agent for ins- for regular life insurance here, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, at uh, USA Wealth Group, we do a lot of work with insurance. We anticipate doing more this particular year. Um, I'm not sure everybody is aware of that. Yeah, we do all kinds of financial products. We do life insurance. We do annuities, which are safe and conservative and guaranteed not to lose principal if you get into the right products. Uh, there are so many things that we can do to show you and make recommendations. Tenny, here's one for you that I think is a very important goal for 2021. I know what's coming. You're going to pick on me. Oh, no, no. I'm not going to pick on you. No, um, this is a serious thing. How many people have you seen so far that one spouse dies and that spouse has been controlling all the finances and paying all the bills and they know all the computer passcodes and the surviving spouse does not? or the children do not. And all of a sudden you say, oh my God, how am I going to find out how to get into the computer? You know that one of my worst faults is not paying attention to computer codes or passwords. It just irritates me. And on the one hand, people say, don't use your important codes more than once so that they can't be hacked and and obtained, so use a lot of them. Well, if you use a lot of them, then you forget what's applicable to what particular program. So, yes, I am very, very, very bad about that. Well, it's not not about using uh, computer codes only once, but maybe once a month you need to change passcodes and so forth. good heavens, I've had the same password for 20 years. I wouldn't have said that on the radio. I know, it's not... (laughs) (laughs) Laudable. No, it's not. (laughs) Well, the point is that uh, I have seen and you have seen family members come in the office after somebody has died and they don't know how to get into the computer. Yep. And that's a problem. So even if you're talking privately to people, make sure you have your codes preserved and protected someplace so some survivor can get access to your accounts and your codes. Critically important. Particularly if you do things online now, banking online, it's critical to have the codes 
Speaking well, as somebody who is less than perfect about doing that. <laughs> well, let's let's move along to number seven, which is protect your home. If you have a house, um, is it a goal to pay off your mortgage? It certainly ought to be a goal to protect your home. Make sure you have proper insurance. Do you have a liability umbrella rider on your homeowner's policy? Uh, people are lawsuit crazy today. You hit somebody in your car, they want to sue. Maybe they want to attach your house. What if you don't have enough life insurance and somebody you've injured now is going to be paralyzed for life? You could be looking at a multi-million dollar judgment against you. So have a liability umbrella rider for really inexpensive dollars, a couple hundred dollars a year. You can have a liability umbrella rider, which will add a million dollars of liability or up to a million dollars of liability protection. How about a declaration of homestead? I wonder how many people don't have a homestead in their house. Very important document. Um, and remember, folks, that if you turn 62, you ought to think about upgrading or changing your homestead to what's famously known as an elderly homestead because at that point you can protect up to 500000 of equity in your property if you declare the homestead. So that's important to get done. And it's inexpensive to have produced, and it's inexpensive to record in the Registry of Deeds. And I'll go so far as to say if you own your house, and it can be up to a one-to-four family house, and you don't have a homestead on that property that you live in, you can only do this for your primary residence, right, Tony? You can't do it for a vacation home. Or investment property, right. You can't right. do it for investment property. If you live in a one-to-four family house that you own, doesn't matter whether there's a mortgage on it or not, and you have not put a homestead on it, then shame on you. You have not protected your family. It's inexpensive to do. The next one on my list is number eight. Do something for charity. Leave a legacy. Maybe you want to leave something small in your will or your trust or your estate plan um, to your church or your favorite charity or something of that nature. But do something for somebody else. Your family will get by if you leave something to a charity and the rest to the family. I've seen people sometimes with well over a million dollars in assets and will ask the question about, are you leaving anything to charity? And the answer is no. Well, why not? You know, there's a lot of good organizations and good institutions in this world. We talk about that a little bit in just a couple of minutes. But think about leaving something for charity. If you have concerns about whether your particular charity is the right one or whether they are above board, you can go to the Attorney General's website and uh, get ratings on charities. Every year, charities are asked to uh, produce documentation as to how much of the monies that they take in go toward administration and how much go toward actually helping people or doing what their cause is. Um, So if you have a low percentage for administration, you know that that charity is really carrying out its duties and and obligations. And we can help you look that up as well. We can help you give advice or give you advice on how to do that. Number nine on the list is uh, protect your retirement accounts. Do you have a 401k? Do you have a 403b? If you have concluded employment with that particular company, if you're no longer working, if you've retired Generally, we tell people, don't leave money in your 401k account and don't leave it in your 403b account. You're going to be much better off if you roll it over to an IRA account instead. And heaven forbid, if you can't put your hands on the beneficiary schedule, do a new one. So many times people come in and have no idea who is on their schedule, whether it's their husband or wife or, gee, does it include the kids as well? And oh my, maybe there's only one person and that one person has already predeceased you. That one retirement account is going to go to probate. So when you meet with people and do estate planning, Tenny, one of the things you always do is look at their retirement accounts and make sure they've got correct beneficiary designations. Right. People think that we're really um, invasive and picky when we meet with them. Why do you need to know all this information? Well, it's not that I need to know it, but you need to know it. And 
we can make the best estate plans when we know what the estate is and how it's uh, put together. And the other thing I'll mention to you is we see a lot of people with 401k accounts and 403b accounts. We actually do the work in the office for you to help you put it into an IRA account. And when we do that, we often will we'll always make suggestions for things that you can do that will preserve and protect your principal. You know, Warren Buffett once said, rule number one, don't lose the money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. So it's critically important, especially as you get older and in retirement or close to retirement, you ought to be more conservative and, and not risk losing principal. We can help you do that. The last thing on my list is number 10, and it simply says taxes. Every single financial plan, every single retirement plan, every income plan you do, you must always know the tax impact. If you're not paying attention to the tax impact, guess what? You're leaving more money to the government than what you need to. You do work in the area, Tenney, of showing people what the Massachusetts estate tax exemption is, which is $1 million per person. Routinely, you can see people that have assets greater than that. We can show you ways to protect it. A trust protects two $1 million exemptions, for example. And so many people come in and say, I, I really want to leave my house to my children right now. Well, that creates a tax impact for them. And you need to know about these things before you go ahead and do them. I want to throw in a little quotation here from Pauline Hansen. To survive in peace and harmony, united and strong, we must have one people, one nation, one flag. I've got a few other things I want to say, but what I want to say concluding about taxes is that if you don't plan for taxes, you're going to lose money. You're not going to leave as much money to your family. You're not going to have as much money to live on, and you're not going to be able to keep all the money that you've worked so hard to save and accumulate. Taxes underlie everything. We are expecting to see some new tax changes with a new administration coming into uh, power and and to the presidency in Washington. And one of the things that's been discussed already, it doesn't impact most people listening today, right now the federal estate tax exemption per person is $11.5 million. There's discussion to bring that back down to $5 million again. Again, it won't impact most people listening today, but it's going to affect a lot of wealthy people. I was going to say that that impact is really negligible for 99% of the people. It's the richer folks who are going to be upset by that. Right. So here's what we've talked about today. Number one, have a plan, have a budget. Number two, get your estate plan in order. Have it reviewed, even if you've done it, if you haven't reviewed it for a while. Number three, have a savings plan, an emergency fund, an investment plan. Number four, have a retirement plan and an income plan. Number five, insure yourself and protect your family. Number six, protect your digital assets. Number seven, protect your home. Maybe you want to pay off your mortgage or do a reverse mortgage for more income, but you want to protect your home. Do a homestead. Number number eight, do something for charity. Leave a legacy. Number nine, protect your retirement accounts, know who your beneficiaries are. And number 10, always plan for taxes. I'd like to mention one thing while we're talking about that last subject of taxes. I would like to praise you a little bit. Um, I'm not sure that most people know that after you went to law school um, and you received your law degree and worked in the field of law for a little while, You decided that was not enough for you, and you were very interested in taxes. Uh, They really were exciting to you to know about. And so you took the time, made the effort to travel to Boston once or twice a week. I don't remember exactly how often, but you um, went to Boston University School of Law and had an advanced degree in taxes. Well, thank you very much. And you went back to law school uh, in midlife. Um, As we conclude today, I want to give you a quotation from Abraham Lincoln. He said, and most people will remember this, government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. 
We have to always remember that. Abraham Lincoln also said, Sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. And this is a man who was president during the time of the Civil War. So think about the things that occurred during that time and some of the nonsense that's happening today. In summary today, as we close, we're here to help you uh, create a budget, a savings plan, an income plan, an estate plan, a legacy plan. So here's some small specific goals for just general living that I would like to share as we conclude today. First of all, live with gratitude. Wake up every day thinking about what you're grateful for. I try to do that. Number two, act with kindness. Have peace in your heart. And always do what you can to help someone else, a friend, a family member, a stranger. Kindness is contagious, especially in this time. Number three, show some charity to help others. We are a country that's filled with charitable organizations. Um... I've made donations this past year to St. Jude's Hospital, which treats kids with cancer, and also to the Shriners, because I am a Shriner myself, and they do wonderful things for kids. Support your country. Support your community. Support your constitution. And exercise your right to vote. I'm very proud in my family that we have four generations that served in the Marines, Marines, the U.S. Marine Corps, my grandfather and my father served in combat in World War I and World War II, respectively. I'm a proud member of the Masons. Our son is a member of the fire department. Tenney has helped more members and more organizations in town as a town meeting member. She's worked for the Girl Scouts. She helped put together the Dartmouth Cultural Center. We collectively in our office support our community, our constitution, our flag, our country, and most of all, we support our clients so that your family will be properly taken care of. So again, I'm going to repeat the question. If we were meeting here today, one year from now, what has to have happened in your life to make a difference? So think at that question. Edmund Burke once said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. So do something positive. And the last thing is a quotation from Ronald Reagan. If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under. So a lot of people have talked about these things. We urge you to stay well and stay healthy. Do something to help your family. Do something to help your neighbors. And as always, thank you so much for listening.